Welcome again to Talking Taylor. As always, I'm Danny here with my friend Shauna, and today we are talking about reputation. We're getting toward the end of the uh, albums that we have so far, just a few to go. Uh, and definitely toward this is the last re-record, I think. So that question will go away after this. Uh, yeah, this album came out in fall of 2017. Uh, do you remember the exact month, date, etc.? Uh, November 10th. November 10th. Okay. Cool. Cool. I remember you had a listening party for it that I attended. And, yes. uh, yeah. And then after that listening party, I went and bought it from Target. Cause I was concerned about this one. I really, I really did not know if it was gonna be great. Uh, and it's still like not my favorite, but I do enjoy it still. Um, so yeah. Do you have other thoughts as we get into it? Yeah, I was not, I like, I was certain I was going to, I mean, obviously like purchased it and through a listening party and everything, but mm-hmm. I was, I've never been so nervous listening to a Taylor Swift album in yeah. my entire life. <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah, because the first single, Look What You Made Me Do, was, I mean, it's not great. It's not one of her best songs. Um, But the ones after that, uh, Gorgeous, and uh, I think there was one between those two, but maybe there wasn't, were a lot better. A lot more in in true in typical Taylor fashion. The first single had you concerned, and then the second or third were like, "Okay, we'll probably be all right." And and that was very much the experience of this album, uh, as I recall it. It'd been like such a long time. I know three years is not that long of a wait. Like when when you talk about the scope of of music of people who wait like six, seven years or whatever between albums or, uh, or whatnot. Um, but three years for Taylor Swift was a long time after the, the very standard every two years in the fall, there's the album. Yeah, especially because yeah. it was like three years where for most of it, she was like, I'm taking a break and basically like disappeared from the face of the planet. And it was very out of the blue when the album finally became a thing. Yeah, I happened. remember I remember in June or July or something of that summer uh, on the day of Katy Perry's quite terrible album witness uh that has become shorthand in the uh making fun of pop music world uh for just when when things are just going bad people call it the witness era it's it's fun um and and taylor put all her music back on spotify then and i remember thinking like oh one a a plus trolling move like way way to go Way, way to win the feud and just just end all doubt. Uh, two, there's going to be an album coming soon. She wouldn't do that accidentally. So, yeah. 
let's get into it uh, with our usual questions. Uh, first up, as always, is biggest song. Look what you made me do. Like that was a huge, huge song. And from Reputation, it's still the song that most people know. Like maybe. I mean, the, I think there's my my pick is delicate, delicate like destroyed the radio charts, especially the next year. Like it was one of the most uh, streamed and played songs on on adult alternative radio and on Spotify throughout 2018. Um, and so I feel like Delicate honestly had a staying power that, like, is greater than most singles that she's had. Um, even if it's not as, like, iconic. Because I think you're right that, like, look what you made me do, like, the video, like, everything. Like, people are more likely to remember. If you put that on, people are very likely to be like, oh, yes, I remember this as taylor swift like i've got the images there yeah um but i just think that delicate ended up being such a big hit even though people don't really realize it if that makes sense yeah it also helps that like taylor really pushed delicate like more than any other song on reputation Mm -hmm. she pushed delicate like that was like her child and everyone was going to hear it which was the right move and i still think delicate i i know that reputation kind of like famously flopped at the grammys but i still think delicate probably deserves some love um i i think you could make a pretty strong case that that was one of the top records in the way that the Grammys define record records of the year. Um, that was a really, really massive song uh, for good reason. I mean, I think it's a, it's a really good song. Um, yeah. Of, of the ones that she could choose to push, I think that's the obvious choice. So yeah. Uh, best deep cut or album cut. I'm going to go with Dancing With Our Hands Tied. Okay. Um, I just, I really love um, this song. Mm-hmm. And I love the meaning behind it. And I just, yeah, I think that it's definitely my pick for album deep cut. It's a good one. I'm going to say Dress. I know you don't like Dress uh, as much as I do, but I think you've grown to it somewhat. Um, yeah, I just, this is what an album cut should be. Like, it's definitely not a single, but it's kind of universally applicable and also kind of personal. Like, it it really kind of has this sense that, like, it can be a special song for a lot of people, um, but also a special song for Taylor. Um... I think musically it's one of the best songs here. And I think that if, if a person doesn't listen, I think that reputation, if I just put it plainly, there's a lot of times in reputation when I listen through it and I'm like, this song's fine, but I don't 
love this song that much. Like I'll I'll happily go another year or whatever before I hear it again. Um, but I think that if a person listens through the album or doesn't listen through the album, they're missing out on something like dress. Yeah, um, dress has one of my favorite bridges on the album, possibly my favorite bridge. Like mm-hmm. I will say that I really love dress's bridge. So it is good. Yes. The I think King of My Heart has my favorite bridge. See, that's up there. So, because yeah. I because I think this is a side point, but I think that that bridge elevates the song and kind of like excuses a little bit or makes you kind of like gloss over a slightly weaker chorus. I think I, I think that bridge really makes the song, and without it, there would be a whole lot less to it. But one hundred percent, yeah. Uh, track five breakdown. Uh, the track five is delicate. Uh, I forget this a hundred percent of the time. Like, I know that we, uh, talked about with, uh, 1989, how we tended to like, forget, um, all you had to do was stay was the track five. Um, I always forget that delicate is track five because I'm not sure. I mean, one, it's a it's a single. Like, you don't think that the biggest song on the album or one of the biggest songs on the album is going to be the track five. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the main... But as a track five, I mean, it's... I don't know. I didn't like it as a track five when the album first yeah. came out. I didn't like Delicate when the album first came out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like, you know how I said, like, basically like, almost, like all of like the, the pop in later albums, I had like the song that I was like, really just the pop albums that I was like, I just don't get this song. I do not yeah. get it. Um, and delicate is the song on the album for me that I was like, I do not understand this song. I yeah. like it just, I did not get it until the music video came out. The music video made this song for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the music video really captures um how she was feeling and it really it captures like the fragility of it all for her when yeah um, she felt like she wasn't really being seen yeah i think that's a good way of putting it um it still doesn't feel like a track five to me though like it still feels too upbeat to, and I don't mean this in a bad way, commercial. I mean, because it was a really great single. Like, a really great hit song. Uh, and I think one of the best songs on the album. But if I'm asked to recall track fives, I'm going to come up with a lot of them. Maybe all of them. Before I come up with Delicate and All You Had to Do Was Stay. Like when the person when the person is just like asking me, "Hey, what are the track fives? Like, it's gonna take me a while, um, which isn't a bad thing. But I do think as a track five, it doesn't really have a track five mystique about it. Um, but I'm not sure there's a song on Reputation that would have fit that. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, like New Year's Day in a way could, but it doesn't. It's such also... a good closer. Exactly, like like, yeah. like vibe wise, it might, but it does sure. not fit that place in the album. Yeah, if it were tr- if it were a five song album, it'd be one great track five. Yeah, but it has to go at the end of the album. <laughs> There's just no way about it. Um, there is no deluxe for this album. Uh, so we have nothing to discuss on that front. Um, uh, and this is the last time we will ask this question. Uh, most excited to hear re-recorded. I don't know if this album, like with the other albums, I was kind of like, yeah, tricky this one. right there. Yeah. But I guess gorgeous because gorgeous is just personally like one of my favorite songs on the album like probably it it fluctuates between between the top three songs on the album for me Mm -hmm. and i would just i'm just excited to hear it because i love to jam out to it so Mm -hmm. i guess i would say gorgeous but honestly i really don't know for this one it was a tricky one i went with dancing with our hands tied that's the one or one of them for me where the production just feels off and I'm hoping it can be better. Like, see, that's the thing too. It's like fearless was, was great. And so for the re-recording, she basically like redid the vocals, tightened up a few things in the terms of the production. And it was pretty much like ready to go. So I'm really not sure, are we going to see, like, large deviations in terms of production when you're talking about something that just happened a couple years ago? And even in terms of, like, okay, it'll be, like, five years by the time it comes out. That's still not very long. Like, all the people who worked on this album are the people working on the current albums. Like, it's still Jack and Co. Uh, Like, it's still those people if they if she wants to like do literally the same thing the beats still there like on the computer or whatever like it's still very much accessible uh so i don't know if she's gonna want to make changes but if she does i think dancing with our hands tied could definitely use some better production um and i know that production especially on like pop can be pretty subjective Uh, But there are a lot of choices on this album that I don't think are up to Jack's or Taylor's typical standards for what pop production tends to be. Um, And I know that, like, a lot of people don't care, and that's totally fine. Like, they're just not caring very much about what the production sounds like. Um, But for me, it definitely, especially on some of the choruses kind of takes me out of the album and makes me think about how something should probably be a little bit different for the song to really connect. Um, So if she's willing to make decent size changes, I think that's one that would benefit from them. Um, But we'll see. Uh, Songs you would cut. Or move to a different place in the album. I wouldn't cut any of them because the only song I would even consider Shocker. cutting, I think, is too important to the album to cut. So, you know. <laughs> um, 
Any anything else? I, no. I don't think so. Okay. I would cut Endgame. I hate Endgame. I hated Endgame the first time I heard it. I still hate it. I don't hate it because of Ed Sheeran. I think Ed Sheeran does fine on the song. Uh, I don't think Taylor's verse is great, but I think Future really uh, messes up that song. Uh, I don't think the chorus is very good, and I'm not a huge fan of the production. Uh, And I think it's a horrible second song. Like, just a horrible start. Uh, Ready for it is, is a great opener. And then it just falls off a cliff with this song. Um, I, yeah, I just, it doesn't, it's not good. I really, really hate Endgame. It's, it's one of my, if not my least favorite song in the Taylor Swift catalog. Um, That's so funny. There's a lot of people that really hate Endgame. I am not one of them. I like it, it but. But I don't hate it. Like a lot of the people or a lot of the like pop music circles that I run in, it's also like trendy to hate Ed Sheeran. I don't hate it because of Ed Sheeran. Like I think he's pretty good. Probably the best part of this track. And I actually think that his last album a couple years ago was a lot better than most people gave it credit for. I thought it was pretty uh, fine. Uh, Not great, but it was fine. Um, But that's beside the point. But I don't think the Taylor verse fits and I think future just really really fails the song yeah, um, the only thing about Endgame that I have to say is that um, I thought Style was the worst music video she'd ever made and then she made Endgame and uh, topped herself as the worst oh, music wow. video I can't when Style came out I was so utterly disappointed I it was the most disappointing thing I'd ever seen because Style was one of my favorite songs <laughs> on 1989 sure. and then the music video dropped and I was like what is this crap the music videos the, the music video is not great it's not and like yeah. so I didn't know it like when Endgame came out I was like wow she really topped herself in making a not good music video I'm borderline <laughs> certain that I've never seen the video for Endgame it's not good. Like, I think the reason I don't like either of the music videos is because, and like a lot of people do, is because they're just a standard pop video. Any any pop artist could make those, could do those music videos, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't know. Taylor's yeah. music videos always tell a story like her music does, and both of those music videos are just. Is style music, like there's just is not, style no the music video that looked like those old like Apple iPod commercials, kind of. Was there, like, a lot of, like, whiteness and shapes and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just standard pop music videos. They're not, like, super Taylor music videos. Sure, that's fair. And then, like, the other music videos from the eras just Mm -hmm. really put those two to shame. Yeah. Like... Yeah. How do you come out with Blank Space and then release Style? How do you come out with Look What You Made Me Do and then release endgame and i'm not talking about mm-hmm. actual songs because style is one of my all-time favorites but mm-hmm. like right. the music video quality yeah. is less than and a lot of people disagree with me mm-hmm. but i just am like this is standard pop fair and yeah. i expected better from taylor but i also expected better from the director because he's done better and um i was honestly well shocked. i think I, I don't remember being repulsed by the style video, but I agree that it's, I mean, it's nowhere near as genius as Blank Space. 
Um, and I don't think I've ever willingly seen the Endgame music video. Not worth um, it. yeah, I don't doubt that. Um, but I will say, like, there is some reason to think that they don't want to like really kill it at every music video. And that, like, if you really knocked Blank Space out of the park, that there was some utility to, like, not necessarily following that up with another masterpiece. Because you want MTV or whatever to keep playing Blank Space. That's probably not a great reason for phoning it in, but I could see that as part of the thought process. I just, it's like, those are the only two out of all of her music videos that feel... Yeah lackluster <laughs> I mean unless we count the Olympics video for change see but then that's that, still that like, one's pretty bad but that's still like a classic kind of like she's like playing and singing it's kind of fun these are just yeah. like it felt like they were trying to do something and failed like that they were doing what they were doing Mm-hmm. And they achieved what they were going for. Mm-hmm. That's but fair. I That's fair. I don't feel that with style, like with style and Endgame. But uh, there is there is another song that I would cut, and it is "This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things." That's the song I would have cut, but I feel yeah. like it's way too important for the album. No, I I don't think it is because this album, as everyone after the fact has correctly pointed out, is a lot more about love and budding romance than it is about bad blood and old feuds as much as the like vibe of the album wanted us to think that it was about those things like yeah no, I, like i i agree with you i just think it's important to the album because it's got like where she is like yeah this like happened it's crappy i'm not forgiving you and i'm bitter but here's to my real friends. Here's mm-hmm. to my mom. My yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. And so I feel like it kind of tells the story of the album almost from start to end. Like we were having fun. Like tells the story of what caused the album from start to end. So I feel like it's necessary for the album. But also, I mean, I I've not. got <laughs> I've got other issues with it, which is that it sounds way too much like Lords Royals. Like, just just way too much on that uh, production front. Um, it's just not that great of a song. Maybe I could see it, like, on a deluxe edition of the album. Like, it doesn't have to disappear from existence. Uh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But, but especially, yeah, especially it- in terms of, like, like, the back half, the back part of this album is so strong. Dancing with Our Hands Tied, solid song, even if I have some production issues with it. Dress, one of my favorites. This is why we can't have nice things. Call It What You Want, another underrated song that I think fills all of the, like, necessary boxes that are checked by the bridge on This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things, and just, like, way better. And then New Year's Eve, which is perfect. Like, and so you've got just this giant skip in a back five that was so good. 
Yeah. Except that, for this song. That was uh, the moment I knew it was my least favorite song until this is why we can't have nice things started to exist. And it it is like in that rec- in that like Netflix recording of the Reputation tour, it's better, like a lot, a lot better. Like I I understood a lot more of like no no this is fine this is a fine thing to exist. Yeah. And you could have like done it like what if she just done it for the tour, like just the tour version exclusive of it, and then put it out as a random single unattached to the album when the album came out. That would have been cool, but whatever. It's not a good song, uh, but it is okay in the Reputation tour video. I thought. Yeah, um, I, I like the Rep tour version. Yeah. There, there's a lot, like, listeners, if you haven't, for some reason, uh, watched the the Rep Tour recording on Netflix, I highly recommend it. It's really good. Um, mm-hmm. Like, almost all, if not all of the songs are, like, a little bit better. I definitely appreciate Reputation more after watching that. Um... Yeah, so check it out. Um, do we have any motifs or multi-song themes? Honestly, like, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, I was like, fragility, and then I was like, delicate. Like, literally just the mm-hmm. idea of the delicacy of your reputation and the delicacy of love is, like, throughout the whole album. Mm-hmm. And I had lyrics and I forgot them. Um, But honestly, just like how delicate and fragile like everything is, I feel like is really evident in a lot of the songs throughout the album. Yeah, I think that's a good. If if and this is thinking ahead a little bit, but I think it's valid to do so. If Lover is very much about the substantial nature of love like the love in stressful family situations love in kind of big moments getting your own place moving to freaking london or whatever like like if if love is about sort of those substantial milestones then love on reputation could well be seen in terms of this like very fragile kind of delicate uh state i think that's a good way of putting it yeah because like in um, new year's day she's like please don't become a stranger yeah, yeah. laugh i could like yeah like, new year's day is such a beautiful song but then she's got these moments of vulnerability mm-hmm. where she's like yeah. i'm scared that this is going to end and i think we see those on lover as well but perhaps less so um yeah i don't have one as thought out as that but i do think it's interesting that alcohol uh appears on several of these tracks and i think that kind of just speaks to a general kind of like she's growing up like the sound of 1989 is a bit more mature than the sound of red in terms of sounding more like a 20 somethings pop singer than a teenage pop singer but now I think I think with a lot of the songs on Reputation, she's saying, like, I'm going to take this like I, I'm an adult. I'm an adult now. I'm 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 having alcohol. Like, and it's not a major thing, 
and and it's sort of like a well duh kind of thing but i do think that it it does kind of function interestingly in a lot of these songs in getaway car in um king of my heart in delicate um what's the one that mentions old fashions that's um getaway car that's getaway car great drink yeah, I didn't uh, know it was a drink. Uh, I didn't know, like, literally, I did not know she was talking about alcohol and the lyric until, like, last year. It's, it's, uh, it's like, so. it's like the best drink, <laughs> uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, the, the only fancy high-end cocktail that I think about paying a fancy high-end cocktail price for on occasion. So, it's good stuff. You can also just get, like, a good old fashioned mix from the grocery store and like mix it with whiskey and it's delicious because of course it is. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's something about the kind of like recklessness. It's, it's, it's the recklessness of youth in not like a bad way, but in, in that same way that you were talking about in the sense that it's like delicate, it's fragile. These, these years are, um fleeting so embrace them uh yeah belatedly best song or song that grew on you the most delicate and dress both grew on me the most for sure yeah i remember Um, i remember you didn't like dress uh pretty much at all uh not not pretty much at all but like you were off put by it in the early days uh when i was still like no this is one of the best songs here like yeah a couple of um back when i was doing those long 18 hour drives between kansas and alabama on um uh between semesters i which um, i'm sure is just a wonderfully fun drive (laughs) oh yeah i would like I had a six disc changer and at the time there were only six Taylor Swift albums. So of course I had <laughs> all six in. So I listened Light them up, to them. Fire them yep. off. So I heard reputation a lot and I was going through it at the time that reputation came out. And so I cried a lot while listening yeah. to it and dress yeah. just like dress and delicate both grew on me because I listened to them 400 billion times and finally Those are, to, like appreciate them. <laughs> the idea of a six disc changer that's full of Taylor Swift on an 18 hour car drive is the most you thing that I've ever heard. Like lover coming out really ruined that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like make choices. Ah, uh, choices. Did your car did your car have an, an aux cable? Like you could have listened to anything in the world, and you listened to that. Um, yes, over and but over because yeah, of yeah. my um, like phone, it was mm. just the way my phone was set up. I like needed I have like a life proof case, so mm-hmm. you know that makes life hard. And I had yeah. to have like a special connector that I always lose. I got you. So um, I just listened to CDs. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I should say, like, as much as I'm saying, like, like, Reputation is not my favorite album, and there are lots of these songs that I have issues about it, but the week it came out with, I still listened to it, like, five straight times walking around campus. Like, it was still the soundtrack of my life for a week. It wasn't the soundtrack of my life for a month, 
or a year or whatever. Like I was re-listening to Folklore this week because it's almost one. And I haven't listened to it straight through in several months because that's just what I do. And I was once again reminded like, no, yeah, this this really was an incredible album. Like this really was one of the best of last year. Like this is really something special. Um, Yeah. So anyway, Uh, my belatedly best song is ready for it. Uh, I think ready for it is a, is a good song and I liked ready for it, but I think it's grown to be like one of my favorites from the album. And I think one of the best, like put together songs, um, it's a very good intro track that like sets the tone and changes things up while also being a great song in its own, uh, right. While also setting up a lot of the themes that we've talked about from the album. Um, and then I, it just, it's just grown on me almost every time that I've heard it. So, yeah. Uh, next album appetizer, the one that suggests the lover album to come. Call it what you want. That's the one I picked as well. Yep. It just has like that softness. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> as well as the, as much as. Yeah, it's that bridge. Um, Not because he owns me, but because he really knows me. That's suggesting the substance to love that so much of Lover uses. Or so much of Lover uh, explores. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I don't have anything more to say about that. Uh, most personally special song um honestly this album has a lot of different things that are really special to me because like i was Mm -hmm. really going i was going through it (laughs) when this like it was the darkest time of my life when like literally when this album came out yeah i was in not i was like in my reputation area in the way that i was going through the darkest time of my life and i like literally i remember like when the album came out I like carried my CD player over to one of my friend's houses with like my copy of the album and sat there and made them listen to it with me. I listened <laughs> to it constantly because I was going through mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of stuff that's like really special to me, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Don't Blame Me because mm. um, the first time I ever heard it and every time that I listened to it, there is a moment in the song and I'm just like, this is like, I, I just, it is, it is just fabulous i love it and i need when the first time i heard i was like i need to hear this live i will die i will actually pass away if i don't hear her sing it live Mm -hmm. and so i went and i went to the reputation stadium tour i got to experience Mm -hmm. that and i got to like experience her singing it live and i like passed away it was it was um you died anyway that's a bummer i know i know but like i hate when you think don't blame me I hate when you think something is the thing that's going to prevent you from dying and then that thing actually kills you. Like, that's a real bummer. I know, I know. But yeah, no, don't blame me because, like, just... Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of, like, particularly special memories attached to these songs. Like I said, I listened to it a lot and then pretty much haven't listened to it all that much since. 
Um, and I'm totally fine with that. I do, I do have this one on vinyl though, because it was like 12 bucks at a vinyl, like they were closing the vinyl section at the target. And so I bought like a whole bunch of records for 12 bucks. So I do have this on vinyl, uh, and it's a gorgeous vinyl. It's got like, uh, the, all the like images and whatnot from the, it's probably one of the nicest vinyl packaging uh vinyls that i have but anyway um new year's day i just think that's that's the one that's special uh and i and i think uh as good or or one of the best songs that she's written certainly one of the best one of the best love songs that i think's been written in quite a long time um and best lyric on the album um okay so actually this album is just a mine for really really golden lyrics there's a lot of good lyrics some of them are even like hidden in what i would call like not necessarily the best songs in the world like there's some really good songwriting in these passages of songs that i kind of forget have really good songwriting so yeah i'm i'm with you on that I, I, this is so hard for me um can i do a fave like like best lyric but then also just like best moment in a song sure okay so best lyric is handsome you're a mansion with a view i don't know why but that just like okay it's like the way the song like drops into that whole like that mm, perfect um but then like i don't know why but just in so it goes um, when she says, but who's counting and then whispers one, two, three. Mm-hmm. That's I pretty really good. Like yeah. that. I really like that. And just in general, like the line, you did a number on me, but honestly, baby, who's counting is like definitely one of the best lyrics on this album. Um, my pick is please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh I could recognize anywhere. It's got that enchanted, like please don't have somebody waiting on you vibe to it. And just to have that like so devastatingly close to the end of this album is just perfect. Like long live is a perfect closing track. Clean is a very good closing track change, especially in the re-record, I think is a perfect closing track. But this still might be, like, the best closing track uh, to date. Like, it's so perfect to close this album um, in every possible way. It's great. And also, just because we haven't mentioned it, I Did Something Bad is just a, a really song. great song. And yep. the uh, Reputation tour version is superior. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I also think, I think she did that at some award show. It wasn't the mm-hmm. Grammys, but it was one of them. Uh, maybe the AMAs. And I thought that it, it was. version was really good. Yeah. It was um, the 2018 AMAs, I want to say. Well, yeah, that would be the next year. So, um, we didn't mention Gorgeous very much. That's a great song. Yes, it is. That um, song is, if I was a song, I would be that song. <laughs> That's a good that's a good way of putting it. Uh for those of you who don't know Shauna, 
she is correct. Like this is a, this is a true statement. Um, I remember you explaining to me like why the second verse made sense of her like uh, not talking to him and talking to everybody else, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and I remember you explaining why that was uh, a good thing to do, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense now. Um, getaway car is also great. We didn't talk about that one very much. I think that's got one of the like best. I've I've ragged on the production a fair bit. The get the production on getaway car is really good. Um, I think she she makes full use of the skill set of Jack Antonoff on that song in the way that she did on quite a few songs from 1989 and quite a few songs from Lover. Um, I think it's funny that those are the two songs we haven't talked about a lot because those are my two favorites. They're two of, yeah, Getaway Car is one of my favorites as well, but it just didn't fit these categories for whatever reason. So, um, and then we didn't talk about Call It What You Want very much, but that's also a good song. That one's grown on me quite a bit, too. Like, I used to have it in a pretty, like, whatever range of songs, lower tier or middle half or something. Um, that one's definitely, like, grown on me. I think in part because of Lover. Um, in general, I like this album more now than when it came out. Um, because I do think that a lot of the a lot of the messages of the songs have become clearer over time and more enjoyable, I think, uh, at least for me. That said, it's still not one of my favorites. Uh, but now we have to score it. Uh, so what are we scoring this album? Uh, one album has to have this score. And uh, reputation is going to be it. It's an A minus. It's the lowest I would rate any album, and that is not saying it's my least favorite. Uh-huh. But that's fair. I will grade Some, it. An something A-. has to be. Something has to be not an A. I did tell you that at the beginning. Yes, this is uh, it. This is the A minus. <laughs> for me, this is a B minus, uh, which might be harsh, but there really are like half the songs here that I don't voluntarily enjoy listening to very often. Um, there are definitely some highlights for sure. I'm still happy this album is here. Um, and I'm still happy that I wonder what would have happened if it had come out closer to Lover. Like if it were easier to see those linked as two sides, like what if it had been a year? What if Lover drops in summer of 2018 instead of 19? Like, I wonder what that, how how that would have changed my opinion, because it's only very recently that I'm starting to think of them in terms of each other, uh, which I know some people have been doing since Lover came out, but still. Um, but there are some great moments here. New Year's Eve is one of her best songs ever. And uh, yeah, so I think that is it for Reputation. Next time we will talk about Lover. Uh, which is a very good album that I think due to the greatness of folklore has already kind of been forgotten in terms of how good it is. And it shouldn't because it's very good. Um, Yep. So that'll be next time.
thank you for listening to this episode of Talking Taylor. Uh, We'll be back soon. Bye.